Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have spent weeks recovering at their fortress and teaching Ginny lessons. Juniper taught her about not needing to be one thing, Reginald tried to impart some professional paranoia, and Quinny coached her in sleight of hand. But can our heroes survive the suicide mission yet to come? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons! Butthole, there is a knock on your door, which is honestly a fairly common occurrence these days at uh, the Fortress of Forlorn Hope. Uh, as, you know, for, for a man who's always um, valued uh, friendship and, and fellowship, uh, you find yourself in, in a position of, of power. And I mean, you, you've adopted this name for a long time and you, you've given edicts and that sort of thing. Uh, this is the first time you, you've had like a bunch of people relying on you in this way in a really long time. People who aren't soldiers or miscreants like Quinny, um, who aren't, uh, you know, looking up to you like Bucky or mules like hot ass. Like these are, these are just kind of regular people. Um, how have you been feeling about kind of being, uh, the butthole of the people? I hate that. The butthole of the people. It's true. It's true. That's who he is. Um, he (laughs) is, He likes a good portion of it. He likes dealing with people. He likes healing people. He likes that there are kids. He will be sneaking out to play like kickball with them. And on days where there aren't other injuries, he's the guy the littlest kids can come to when they have a boo-boo. Only like when he actually engages with it, it actually fucking heals. Like none of that mom bullshit where they like kiss your leg and you're still (laughs) injured. Baby Miles, if you're listening to this, stop listening. It's if I kiss it, it's better. The band-aids solve everything. Don't worry about it. Shut up, Ryan. But like for him, it goes to zero. No, no, no pantomime required. Uh, and that part of the job really appeals to him. Uh, getting to deal with people, getting to help people, getting to make things good. Because he has not lived a life where he gets to just generically make things nicer for other people. He has had to go in and hit something that is making things bad with a hammer and then move on because he brings a lot of heat with him. Uh, and this is the first time he's like objectively doing good hmm. without requiring the hammer all day. The parts of the job that require the hammer are the parts of the job that make him tired. That's right. he is constantly trying to coordinate with all of the other rulers of these island. And I use island in the sense of not surrounded by water, but surrounded by zombies. Just these island yeah. nations that are surviving in the seas of the undead, trying to coordinate with them, trying to coordinate with the refugees that are here, trying to make things as effective as possible building a legacy, building an army, building a church. Uh, The church part's great, but all the rest of it, I think the more he is exposed to getting to wander around in his Ghost of Christmas present robe uh, and just do nice things for people, the more (laughs) he would rather be doing that than these other very necessary things that are part of the job. Uh, And he's doing them. He'll he'll fucking do them because he's got to, and that's part of being a king, and that's part of being a god, but... 
that part he is learning that he cares for less. He was never somebody who thought he'd get tired of having a hammer in his hand. Mm. And it's necessary and it's a tool, but the hammer may not be who he is moving forwards. He is coming Mm. to realize. I think that makes sense too, with kind of moving out of this realm of who you were literally designed and built to be into who you were kind of reborn as into kind of a weird melded state of understanding all of those pieces and then moving forward as, as a a unified presence. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, to that effect, um, before we get to Ginny, um, the two main things that I think you've been coordinating, uh, aside from this, this mission with Reginald that Reginald's kind of taking the lead on, um, are reestablishing the connection to the Thieves Guild, you kind of miss having an airship, and mm-hmm. uh, establishing the connection to Greywater. So we're starting to run low on people. We've got people assigned to some of the big things. The good news is um, you are able to lean on some old friends uh, to get things up and going here. Uh, Lil Pim Pim and his war band um, are currently fighting their way to Neverwinter. Um, you basically taped a message to his pot um, <laughs> after he, he and his, his group finally made their way up here. As you'll recall, they did join the kind of the, the allied force you'd put together a long time ago. Um, and as is the way with Lil Pim Pim, uh, you just kind of point him in a direction and sword and bees happen. Um, so he's just spreading friendship across the land as he uh, he fights his way to Neverwinter, and your hope is that someone will find the note on his 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 the the pot that he's wearing, um, and uh, that uh, Polka will be able to kind of um, relink up with you, largely because again to those greater concerns of of islands, you're very far from that coast. So if you can get communication lines at least flowing up and down, uh, sort of the east coast, um, that will help things quite considerably. Um, yes. Butthole's powers have also expanded because mm-hmm. of his new God thing, not because Ryan reread the handbook and realized he had access to more no, spells. No, no, God thing. God thing. Yeah, God, God thing. thing. The God Canon. thing expanded. They worked narratively, otherwise I just wouldn't have done it. Uh, <laughs> but he, the interesting thing is he'd always had, like, trying to sort out his messenger pigeons, uh, but he now just has a menagerie full of any bird he can find because he can speak with animals now, so he can actually yes. talk with any bird, negotiate with them, make a good deal, and then be like, here's a picture of the person, here's the message. So they've, like, sorted out their own roots. Like, he's got a team of loyal birds of various species. Who have unionized, please. Oh, absolutely. They have their representatives. They've sorted it out. It's all very equitable and all very safe. They have their own workplace safety, you know, things. They've chosen their own routes. They run it in teams. All that good stuff. Paid okay. heavily in uh, seed and pine cones. I was going to say bird seed, yeah. yeah. So with that in mind then, um, why have you sent little Pim Pim to Neverwinter? Uh, if the birds can do the messages. The birds can do the messages, but they're still birds. So it's not like they can bring back effective reporting or actually get people to work along, like, together. Little Pim Pim, A, will kill a shitload of zombies on the way, always useful. B, he will show up and people will either ally with him or they will get hit with friendship until they're dead. So there will be two necessary kinds of friendship on the table. He offers friendship or friendship. Those are his deals. 
When he okay. yells it, I'm sure it's confusing the first time, but after they see what happens to the first guy, the second guy will be able to make the deal. Yeah, you you know, you eventually find yourself a junior J or you find yourself dead. Yeah. Um, excellent. All right. So you've got birds in the hatred of his father onto you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dad. Um, headed to Neverwinter. Uh you also have uh, Ranger and his giant cave badger um, oh, in Lord. search of the Thieves Guild. Um, yep. Uh, Ranger, I think, was more of a distance message. Uh, they were able to get to him. Um, due to his current circumstance, he can't really set foot in Forlorn Hope. Um, but uh, one of your birds managed to find him, and uh, so he is he is searching for that now that he doesn't need to worry about Alan so, so much anymore. In addition to the birds, Tom, because I love to make your life fun you do you uh, really i do. can also cast sending if i am familiar nice. with the creature so i can send up to 25 words directly into their mind anywhere on the planet so it will help I me make feel no like you are alliances. rather familiar with ranger the ranger yeah i was gonna so. say i've been inside that dude's brain and shit yeah. i taught him to read uh so he's also someone where it's it is a a level three spell. So the birds are the general tactic. Sure. But yeah, if yeah. there is like a crisis message or finding him to send the first bird rather than being like, go look for a guy who's probably underground with a giant cave badger. We could be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, pick up your fucking mail. <laughs> Find an illithid who has a cave badger and so, also yeah. many dicks and they will be the person yeah yeah I like tell that. me okay. where you are and i'll send a bird it'll be up on top it'll be super easy for you to find man and you'll get a whole letter i promise it'll have some dicks and nipples in it okay um so uh you know slightly trepidatious but having to put the reading to the test but also confident uh, with the, the skills he's been imbued with all right so you've got ranger going after the thieves guild you've got pim pim going after neverwinter um, Reginald's planning the the big thing, and otherwise you've just been keeping people alive, which is great. Um, that said, uh, this suicide mission does weigh heavily on you because returning to a car mm -hmm. has been obviously a very large looming threat for you for some time. Let alone having to face your mother and also your weird, evil necromancer st stepdad. Uh, not great, um, and also having to come to terms with uh, whatever Reginald thinks is going to happen after that um and however you're going to reconcile that with with him um yep. but perhaps heaviest of all is of course that uh Queenie is coming along for the ride um and so when when Ginny knocks and goblin junior opens the mm. door uh there's a bit more weight to it um than than normal um and so she pokes her head in and uh says uh hi hi uh, uh uncle butthole i guess i'm here to learn some wisdom yeah, yeah, come on in. All right, so these are all my birds. And there's just like 60 birds of every species in this room that are all looking at his table. Two of them have glasses that have clearly been custom made for them because they have an excellent visual plan being part of the bird union. Uh, and he's he's got some messages that he's writing and working with them. And then he's like, all right, so you want to learn wisdom. Okay, so uh, obviously you're here to get what, what do you... Goblin Junior, can you close the door? He's just Goblin Junior, close the door. He's like, yeah, all right. All right. Or, so, yeah, what, what, pull, pull up, pull up a seat. Like, what, what do you actually want to? What do you want to know? Um, and she kind of like goes from standing in a, a heroic kind of, you know, adventurer as drawn in a player's handbook to just fully doing like the slump into the chair, like shoulders go down, knees together, like immediately just 
infinitely younger than she seemed a minute ago. Um, and uh, she says, okay, look, um, uh, Uncle Bottle, I'm going to level with you. Um, it's been great learning things uh, from everyone. Uh, my dad's been really, um, he's been pushing pretty hard lately that I should, you know, uh, gain as much skill as I can and knowledge, which is great because obviously, like, I, I want to gain that. And I must say, I've been like, I know you've been really encouraging and just saying be yourself and that's great, but I wasn't really sure who myself was so much and I'm still not, I guess. Um, but uh, uh, the sheriff was super helpful. Um, she kind of like helped talk me through a lot of that. So that was great. Um, Reginald uh, might be committing some murders, I think, but <laughs> probably good ones. I don't know. Honestly, I, I just kind of feel bad for him. I mean, I know you guys have some weird history and stuff, but like, it really seems like he's had a shit ride and it's scary seeing what can happen if you don't have people around you, you know, if you don't have, have people like you or, or like my dad or like Juniper or Bucky, uh, to, to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, have your back and, and to keep you safe. And Cornucopia is so warm and, and everyone has always done that for each other. I didn't realize how rare that is. Um, anyway, um, I guess from you, I guess I kind of want to know what do you think happens next in all of this? You know, we've got, we've got this, this, this fortress and we're, we're building something here. And I know, you know, I, I hear things here and there about, you know, next steps and, and, and taking the fight to them and all that. And I mean, after, you know, blowing up Chad Underbottom, I, I can understand how, like, how you guys do that, uh, which is cool. But I kind of wonder what all this is, is building towards. I, I kind of trust that we'll figure it out. I know a lot of the other kids are, are pretty scared and pretty uncertain and we don't get told a lot because we're, we're young and I think people are trying to like save our feelings and stuff, but we literally are the children of a world that is currently ruled by the undead and that previously saw a, a war. I mean, my whole life I've been pretty sheltered, but some of these kids who lived in the mainland, they remember the war with a cod in the planteers and that wasn't that long ago. You know, um, so what are we, what are we building towards? What are we really doing here? I'm confident that I can survive a lot of stuff, but I don't know why necessarily, you know? Hmm. All right. This is a big chair question. And he leaves where the little chairs are and pulls out a much bigger padded chair. Uh, like the birds and, and help, he, like the birds swoop in and, yeah. like, and just like squeak the chair closer. There's like a lot of them. None of them are big enough to move it. Thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Okay, so <laughs> tactically on the general front, short term, I mean, if we could, I'm trying to coordinate with some some city leaders. We just need to kill a shitload of necromancers because, I mean, that's the thing keeping the zombies running, but that's not really the question you're asking. And then, I mean, we got to kill the people in, in charge of a car. So one of the things about this world is that um, it's stupid, but we didn't get to set up the systems that came before us, so we have to work within the stupid systems. Hmm. Monarchies are dumb uh, and would be much better replaced with democracies, but nobody's really doing that right now. So the easiest way to stop a car is to take over a car. Now, I am the prince of a car. I've been disgraced, but if we kill the people who are there, I'm kind of the only legal option to rule. Once I do that, I can just end the war as long as we're capable of being devious and murdery enough to stay in charge. That's why I need your dad for both the deviousness 
and the murder. And the murder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's my job to get all the people to realize that this is a good deal, because I'm telling you, a world full of Reginalds need a butthole. You know, they don't have a butthole, none of them, and they need one. So that's what I'm there to help She's with. She's barely so they can let... it together. She's still not used to it. It's yeah. really is really doing it for her. So they're, they're <laughs> going to let all the, I, the, I'll, the, like, I'll help let all the bad stuff out, and then only the good stuff will stay in so, so they can move forwards and we'll get rid of the bad stuff, like flush it away. Beyond that, you're kind of asking a, a, the biggest question, which is, like, why are we here? You can see why, like, caring about people is more valuable than not caring about people. Oh, it yeah, makes the whole obviously. thing way better. Which means the real thing that you're talking about. Your dad's not in here, right? And he's just going to look around to try to figure <laughs> out if there's like an invisible Quinny in the room. Her eyes narrow and she kind of leans forward conspiratorial and she's like, honestly, I never fucking know. And it's really distracting. Like, have you ever tried to flirt with someone not knowing if your dad might be invisible and nearby? Uh, not if he was invisible, but my dad would go inside the walls and then beat me. So kind of. Wow. Um, and she like puts a hand on your knee and she's like, um, this, this is probably pretty dumb because I'm kind of just a kid and like you're an adult and also maybe a god or something. But like, are you okay? Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right. It's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere, too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly table-side chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! I mean, as okay as anybody, uh, which ultimately <laughs> probably means no. I mean, traumatic childhood followed by having to overthrow my parents, uh, the world's a toilet, and I was made to be the vessel for one god but became another because my goddess abandoned me to go to another dimension. But, like, I'm pretty chipper, you know? I, I eat three <laughs> meals a day. Okay, well, look, I, I, I kind of want to hear what you are going to say, so we'll go back to that in a sec, but I, um, Uncle Butthole, I promise once you've taken over a car... And stuff, and I don't know, maybe you've become a king, but you said monarchies are dumb, so maybe you're not a king anymore. Maybe you're like a, a democratic king, like in that stage play, The Phantom Menace. Um, I hear they have democratic monarchies in that. Um, yeah, I heard about this fantasy realm called England, where they have a king who just sort of sits around and then it's run by a parliament. That sounds pretty good. I mean, good. that sounds pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless the person running the parliament was like some sort of weird clown person, that would be a problem. I mean, that would That's why the king needs a hammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, look, all I'm saying is once we do this thing, which I assume is like, you know, a while away or whatever, like, you know, 
I still got to get fitted for proper armor and stuff so that I can come along. And I know like we were all excited to help and we're all going to be there to help and that's going to be great. But um, once we've done that, when, once we're, you know, victorious, just like we were before uh, with the tornadoes and everything, um, we can take care of you for a bit, you know, like maybe we can, we can defend a car or whatever. And like, uh, Juniper seems like she's got a really good head for this and like maybe she and Annan can like run things for a bit and like my dad can like backstab anyone who's 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 fucking shit up um, Reginald can pretend that he did it I think that would make him really happy he's probably got some stuff to sort out too but like if you if you just need to not be the one with the hammer for a bit we can probably do that for you I hope I mean that's a us. really cool idea I would like that I don't know if that's actually possible. That kind of is not, not the life I have chosen. Because I could have just like I don't know, fucked off and farmed potatoes or something. If I could go back in time, nah, I wouldn't. I like the people that I'm with. But like, I kind of chose this life, so it's tiring, but it's also satisfying because it has a whole lot of purpose in it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. No. I get that. I'm but yeah, vacation saying- would be dope. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, like, forever. I'm just saying, like, you know, you could also choose to not do it for a little bit and then just come back to it later and be like, oh, I had such a good nap. Uh, yeah, you know, you I mean... Goblin could, like, go to a beach or something, maybe. Yeah, I, like I've never too. seen a beach, but I, they sound really nice. Originally, I was going to make him the heir to a car if I died, but I think the legal ramifications are there. We could get away with it. It's on the Airbud rule, which is no one said a dog couldn't be king, so technically it's legal, but... But she, like, I, finger guns to Goblin <laughs> Jr., who, like, finger paws back... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have to figure out who else it could be. Uh, oh, I okay, well, I mean, uh, no, this is down, down, down the road. I just, it, yeah, I feel yeah. Like so you carry a lot, but yeah, tell me, tell the, me the thing you didn't want my dad to hear. Dad, if you're in here, you should leave. This is a private conversation, and I, I don't uh, consent to being recorded by you yeah, in and, your ears. But just like, looks around, both of his hands in his drink, and just throws water all over the room, knowing it would hit <laughs> Quinny if he was there, and if. If Ginny looks around, she can see that there are, like, water stains on a couple of things. Like, clearly he's doing this a few times a day just to make sure Quinny's not in the room. Uh, Quinny, I gotta ask. You wouldn't be in the room for this, right? No. Yeah. I feel like you're actually I I thought about it for the sake of the bit of just, like, as as soon as this conversation ends, Quinny appears and, like, who are you flirting with? Uh, uh, No. No, he's he's busy, too. So he's he's not... uh, He's not spying on you guys. Right. Okay, so here's the the thing. You're looking at what is an incredibly uncertain future. You don't know if things are going to be good. You don't know if things are going to be bad. You don't know if you're going to have the people that you care about right now or if you're going to lose them. And that's kind of the deal about being alive is stuff gets good and stuff gets bad and then it fluctuates and it can really swing one way or the other. And then you kind of die, and as far as I can tell, a random point along that path. Which is a bummer. You didn't get to choose to be alive. That's the choice that you're like, your dad and your mom kind of made for you. You you exist, and that's the deal. Yeah, so I mean, gen- I think we've established he didn't really make that choice either. But it, it's cool. I think we've reached a nice... I mean, from, you know, when the stork came after they did this special dance where they held onto the banister and and such, because all Butthole can think of is the time he thinks he had sex with Merle Streep, (laughs) where where he basically did a dance from True Lies, and that was it, and he thinks that's sex. And he's like, so after the dancing, you know, if you're going to dance in that way in somebody's bedroom, 
that's a choice you made, and then a kid can happen. I've been told. Uh, where was I? I got a Gene was like on the verge of asking you for romantic advice after this, and is now just mentally walking that back, just very, yeah, very so, quickly. I mean, sex I don't really get. I'm good at the talking part because if I had sex with someone, I could accidentally create a bastard prince who could destabilize, as far as I could tell the world. But here's the thing: so your dad believes in nothing. And then he stole from us all the time, and he was kind of an asshole, and then he died fighting to save us, and then he came back, and he's kind of become this good person. Uh, so fucking because cool. Because ultimately, your dad seems to now believe in us, and we believe in doing good things. So unlike trickle-down economics, trickle-down goodness actually works. If you're nice to people, generally they become nicer. But the thing, everybody else is kind of fighting against a thing that's happening right now, which is why it's good that I'm the king, because what I have that they don't have is faith. I believe we're on the right path. I have faith. I, ha I have faith in Moonhammer, even though Moonhammer's gone, which now means I have faith in me. And your dad is very much... Not a, not a religion person, which is crazy because we've met a lot of gods. They're very real and they give you powers. And your dad instead made deals with like a demon and then like an insane old lady in a house that has chicken legs. And like he's doing that. But you have a chance that he doesn't, which is if you have faith in doing the right thing, you could be a cleric. You could have the same powers that I do. You could build that future and you could help other people find their way there because you help answer those questions for them because you have faith in you. And you can steal stuff and still do that. Um, and this is like, she, she kind of nods and she's like, Look at him, uh, Uncle Butthole. I appreciate every time you try and convert me. Um, it's <laughs> it's a good bit, and, and I appreciate it. Um, I'll think about having faith in you as a weird pseudo-god. Also, like, for what it's worth, I believe in Moonhammer, and I'm pretty sure even just because she's not in this dimension anymore doesn't mean she's, like, gone, gone. I mean, like, it would seem that your kind of sense of all of this is kind of in her image. So like, I hope you aren't giving up on like your faith in Moonhammer. Cause it sounds like that's helpful to you. And that, yeah, no, no, she, yeah. she made me. So, you know how like gods have dads and moms, like she's, she's my mom. Uh, but he, here's the other thing <laughs> you're thinking. It's just me is the only option. There's a God of thieves. You could be a cleric. Of the God of Thieves. Yeah, that's more interesting to me. Uh, you teach other people to steal. You teach them to steal for the right reasons. And it'll piss off your dad forever. <laughs> Honestly, Uncle Butthole, you're really speaking my language here. It sounds like I should probably meet this God of Thieves first, though, because it sounds like gods are just kind of more powerful people, maybe. And so I should probably meet them and make sure they're not an asshole like the guy my dad signed a contract with, the uh, but that the, was the, the guy of several faces. Um, yeah, that was a demon. That's not who you want. We're, we're oh, talking like, like okay, but uh, and, I mean, look, you're the cleric, so I know you get this. But um, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm not trying to be an asshole about this, but like, 
gods are like super powerful beings that kind of exist on a different plane of existence and blah, 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 blah. And they, if you have faith in them and you believe them and you do everything they say, they'll give you powers. Demons are super powerful beings that exist on a different plane of existence. And if you give them your faith and you do things for them, they give you powers. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I know some are evil and some are good. Is there really that much of a difference? It kind of sounds like you're just trying to rebrand yes. them. No, 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 no. Kind of There's the same, a big difference. Because demons, thing, you sign a deal and then they, like, get to eat your soul and shit. And they also, like, deny things and they have clear rules. They're like a bad boss. Demon, that, that's why it's terrible. Gods, I mean, the god that you end up worshipping isn't somebody where you're like, and now I do what this person says forever. That's That's kind of... That's kind of what your dad thinks clerics are. Like, you just sign up, and then you're like, I'm going to be stupid, and you fill my brain with all your thoughts because I'm stupid, and now we're Yeah, he has That's, said that about clerics. Yeah, I know. Yeah. About me, all religions are cults. Here's the thing. The trick is to be a good cleric, an actual cleric, not just like some sort of priest. Barf. It's <laughs> like, to be a cleric, you got to know what you believe, and then you end up syncing up with a god who shares your beliefs in the world and helps make those happen. Okay, so you're saying you kind of have to meet the god halfway rather Correct. than... Okay, all right. Well, it's interesting, So why don't Uncle you just... Bottle. Maybe, it sounds like you're already flirting, why don't you flirt with doing a couple of prayers? See if somebody sends you some power. <laughs> just flirt with religion. You know, I'll give that a think, Uncle Butthole, but I gotta tell you, if you'd seen how badly my flirting has gone... Uh, I don't think you'd be giving me this advice, but this is, I'll, this is, I'll tell you right now, a God's going to be into it. Okay. All right. Well, th thank amazing. you, Uncle Butthole, Birds, Goblin Jr. Um, this has been tremendously useful. Um, also, uh, yeah, just so you know, I'm not like not hopeful about our, like, I, I, I see the, the value of, of our friends and our community and, and, and everything that's going on here. Um, there's just, this is a lot, the world's a lot bigger than I, I thought it was, I think. I kind of thought I would just show up to a bigger world and kind of have an understanding of it because I'm cool like that. And mm. it's not that at all. It's complicated and weird and everyone has a different opinion on it. And they're all kind of right and kind of wrong. And I know I've yeah, got to so figure it out Yeah, so here's the question. What would you do if we put you in charge? Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Because, like, I can see a lot of the small problems right now, but I don't think the small problems are the actual problem. I think there's probably bigger problems that are leading to the smaller problems, which is honestly, and, like, so much loathing. The loathing that only someone who has always wanted to escape a small town can muster about their small town. Like, honestly, is, you know, just kind of what farming is ultimately, where you're kind of seeing the small problems, and often it's a, bit <clears throat> a bigger problem. And, um... I, I I just don't know yet, Uncle Butthole, but I think what 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 matters to me is is that what we're doing right now has to be good and has to have all the things you were just talking about. We we have to have people we care about, we have to be building something, we have to believe in something, even if it's just ourselves, and I think that's fine. Um and what happens next is up to us and we shouldn't repeat the mistakes of the past, but we should learn everything we can from the people who've done good stuff in the past. So we're not just reinventing it. Like, we don't need to reinvent what being a, a cleric or a priest is. Those things already exist, and we just learn what they are. And if they work for us, we can do them. And if they don't, then we just won't. Like the god-demon thing, it's not just a rebrand. They're actually very different. And I should have known that, but I didn't. I just kind of thought they were the same thing, because they're kind of similar, and I kind of Yeah, I mean, care. that makes sense. Surface-wise, yeah. yeah. But cool. here's the thing. You're already giving all the right answers. 
If you're able okay. to look at it and go like, this seems like the problem, but it's probably not the problem. I don't know the answer. Congratulations. You're smarter than every other fucking king or ruler or noble I've ever met. Because those dickheads are always like, mm-hmm. and here's how I solve it. And you know what they don't do? Solve all the problems. So yeah. keep asking questions. Keep listening to people. Keep reading. And then, I don't know, pray a little bit. Just for me. Not to me, just for me. To me is an option, but for me. <laughs> For you, I can do. To you, would feel kind of weird, kind of like I was writing myself a letter that says, "Hey, Ginny, you're great." And then, yeah, I mean, I your know. dad does it though. He writes writes. He's prayed to letters? me before. Oh, oh my god, that's that's great. I'm going to hang on to that particular yeah. one. Yeah, I um, answered his prayer. Technically, I think I'm the only god he's ever prayed to. So you know, strong devotee. That's awesome. Um, and she just kind of <laughs> smiles. And as she goes to leave, she just sort of stops in the door and um, just grabs a glass of water like that's near the door and immediately like spins it around her to make sure there's no quinnies uh, to be found. Just like she, like, I assume at this point your bedroom's probably like signs where there's just like fucking tiny cups of water everywhere in case you need to throw anti-quinnie oh, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's she just throws some anti-quinnie water, water all over the place. Yeah, around. Um, and when there's no quinnie, she says, uh, also I know you, you said that he doesn't uh, believe in any clerics or anything and, and probably thinks you're super dumb for being one but um yeah I, I don't know if he believes in clerics but he definitely does believe in you and he said that more than i think you probably know so just so you know like he may not dig religion but um he he digs you i guess um anyway you probably already know that because you guys are close Thank you. Too much. I can't. I can't do this. Uh, and then when 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 she leaves, he turns around to the birds and speaking in bird, he's like, "Guys, he said it." They, they have that like dancing around the room excitement. Only it's him and sixty birds and Goblin Junior. And I think Goblin Junior is like, he's just like slightly out of step with all of this. He's not bummed about the birds. Uh, it's just like he didn't expect sixty new roommates. <laughs> and um, there's something weird too for him about uh, the fact that you can talk to them in bird because he doesn't understand bird. Oh, um, he's left out. But I think he also, I know I did him in his actual voice earlier. I think he still only talks to you in snarfs, even oh, yeah. though he has to like form physically form them because like that's that's your language. That's how you guys oh, talk. Oh yeah, we're, like we're we're fully fluent in that. Also, to be clear, the birds come in for meetings. They have a roost. I don't need <laughs> oh, sixty okay. birds. Okay, I was thinking you'd gone full Morpheus and John Wick, and you just had fucking birds everywhere. No, yeah, that, that bird that's shit like, all over your bedroom. Yeah, there's yeah. like an airy up in the uh, like up in a tower where they all oh, have their okay. own space. Yeah, yeah with no, the no, no, fantabulous is... frondu and 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 folks. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I mean, they don't rolled out underneath all of them. They don't want me farting up the joint while they're there. Like that's got to be hazardous for them. They oh, have stuff they want to do. Their lungs are very sensitive. Yeah, they have families. Yeah, it's a canary in a Dutch oven, is I believe the the old uh, <laughs> thing. That's how you determine what things are bad. Um, okay, great. Yeah, they, so, they need work sky balance, and that's the important thing for them. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, you have your 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 little dance party, um, and uh, generally speaking, everyone is in in, in high spirits. Um, and uh, Quiddy, even though you're not here for a lot of this, um, there's a, a, a an uncertainty, but with it a confidence that you can see building. And I think for someone who 
has often been the person who is growing in friendships and relationships you've had. It's fascinating to kind of be watching someone grow and helping someone grow rather than just kind of like other people <laughs> forcing you to. Um, and um, yeah, she's not, she's not all the way there obviously, but she's definitely kind of like, you can see her kind of coming into her own. Um, and there's the a very strange feeling of kind of, you're both responsible for this and have absolutely nothing to do with it. And I think that's an odd thing for someone who is generally pretty good at controlling as many of the variables as, uh, as you can. Mm -hmm. um, what's the, uh, what else would you have been up to um, in this time or would that have been your central focus? No. Um, sending her to train with other people was also like, the point was to learn skills that I can't provide, but also to free up my time for other tasks and things like that. Um, I do feel responsible for many of the people from my hometown who have come here and just generally like this community that we're, we're building here. Um, and so I would be involved with, um, uh, I think maybe going on short excursions outside uh the castle of forlorn hope um to source uh needed materials uh and various other goods and things like that um kind of scavenging i think um just basically trying to leave this place in as good shape as we possibly can yeah gotcha um okay so it's on one of these scavenging missions um, that uh, you have to kind of drop some stuff off at the greenhouse, which, as we established, is just kind of outside of the the castle itself, still within the, the sort of protective aura. Um, and it is, I, I think, more of like a poison ivy was here situation now, because Juniper, not being great at nature, but being good at growing things, has meant that it's not a well-tended, beautiful, you know... Victorian garden it is a fucking weird jungle in there because she just made everything grow so you know whatever weed seed was within you know the stuff that was hurriedly packed up those have grown yeah. rampantly and honestly it might be the happiest you've ever seen your dad because there's so much minor gardening to do and he <laughs> is just like as your mom is like going like helping forge new tools and everything that are needed he is just like having a time helping teach people kind of like what to prune, what to leave um, and all, all that sort of stuff. So, um, and you know, I don't think you see your parents a whole lot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you guys are having like regular dinners or anything. They're give, definitely giving you your space. Also knowing that you're, you're kind of a, a big deal. Um, but there's, you can tell that both of them are really thrilled to be kind of like here with Ginny, with Ginny's stepmom, with you like the whole family is safe somewhere now yeah is is really important to them and they of course have taken like to butthole and juniper and kind of the whole situation um really quite well um so it's one of those days where you have to drop off some materials um your uh penny has been hard at work um helping convert kind of random scrap and salvage into usable tools throughout the castle um She's always been good at mending things, so there's been a bit of a learning curve for her on going from, you know, 
oh, I'll just fix this existing shape to having to forge that shape in the first place. But honestly, like, she and Leanna have basically become drinking buddies and are, like, thick as thieves now. Um, Because Leanna has also had the problem of, like, can procure things and is very capable of, like, designing things, has always had a hard time. So, like, there's a skill gap in the middle, and they're both, like, it's not quite a Venn diagram, but they're really enjoying kind of, like, helping each other get up and over the the bumps they don't have. So you found some scrap nearby. Um, there, What you've been finding is, like, in this sort of whole part of the Icewind Dale, there's a lot of expeditions that have just left shit up the mountain. Yep. You know, the classic, like, abandoned O2 tanks, all that sort of shit in the real world. Hmm. Um, so you've been bringing back uh, salvage, and particularly metals are very valuable and, and useful for making trowels and other such tools. Um, and so it's on one of these uh, sort of expeditions. You, you're, you're coming back with uh, with some supplies. Um, it's probably you and like a, a few other sort of rangery types that are are kind of out and about. Um, and um, uh, Penny just like her, you know her face splits into a grin as uh, as as you you arrive, uh, and she just says, "Oh, Quinny, there. It's it's your timing. Honestly, couldn't be better there, son. We've really." Uh, you know, it's always nice to see you, but it's particularly nice to see you today because we, we've well, we've got some important work ahead of us. So uh, come here, bring, bring all those materials over here. And sure. What's, yep. uh, what's up? Well, uh, it's a very... Hang on, let me get your father. So she, like, waves, waves to your father, and he, he kind of, like, is instructing a, a few uh, people. Like, there's a couple of orcs who are helping him. He kind of, like... Leaves them, um, he comes over and, uh, again, just kind of, like, bustling with excitement. Um, and she says, well, you know, your father and I are very excited, uh, because we're getting to train a couple of new farmers today. And we're going to help them make their first tools. Uh, isn't that right there, uh, uh, Tin Man and Mr. Angry? Uh, and coming out of a nearby shed, uh, the two most recent farmers, uh, to join Forlorn Hope... Uh, sort of come out uh, to greet you. They are, of course, the sniper, Declan McCready, and the robot, Honor System, the newest farmers here in this small community. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, 
Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, Norma Byers, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Block into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds. Hey, get them out of here! That's it? You're banned for life? What's with Braxians? Lasers? Seriously? I told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs. You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different, they changed. Doubt. I don't follow. I doubt something, and um, they don't change, per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys. James, sir, please, there's no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... Ah! 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 the barrier! It's gone over me! It's dragging him out! Damn! Beast! Just get to my knife! Well, that's new. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.